Puss in the Boots the movie. Puss in the Boots and the Last Witch, baby. Puss in the Boots in the movie. Come back for NMI and the crew, cause I can't make this rhyme anymore. And trying to put Living La Vida Loca uh, into that. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, welcome yeah. back, people, to NMI. When you need Fergus Girl, just got a huge <laughs> grin on his face right now. Like I did not get that, it was La Vida Loca. But when you listen back now, when you listen back to you, like, yeah. Oh, whatever. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I tried to make a... You come up with one of these one day. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's a lot more difficult than you realise. It's a hard knock life for me. It's like, it's really not, to be honest. But yeah. So, yeah, welcome back, people, to NMI When You Need More Info, a podcast about the world of movies, video games, and TV shows. And also, today... A lovely, lovely movie review for Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yes, we're here to talk everything Puss in Boots. Ah, I get it right now. Puss in Boots. <laughs> oh, just the the, 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 the voice acting is first rate. Oh, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, Antonio yeah. Banderas has even said, like, his voice is ruined after doing this character. He but... is Puss in Boots now. I mean, he's Zorro. I'm so... He is Zorro at also the end of the day. Zorro. Well, to be fair, Puss in Boots basically is Zorro as well. He does the pee like Zorro. I'm I know, sorry, but... I know. It's, it's ridiculous, like... Right, but... Obviously, people, you know, if you were here for our last episode, we did an episode on villains who deserve their own franchise, or, like, you know, expanded franchise, and we actually got into... What character, Fergus? Uh, Jack Horner, who, who is, is one, of, one of the villains, not big enough as a character in the movie. You say not big enough as one of the characters in the movie. <laughs> it's like, big joke, I'm not, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Little Jack Horner, no. <laughs> I mean, no, to be fair, <laughs> Little you know, Jack you know, Horner. They do, make, they do make that comment they in do, the film. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, you know, in the last episode, we got into like a uh, different interpretation, like what we had looked at vi- villain characters and how... They could be, you know, give them a redemption arc or possibly, you know, fall into madness and see what cast they are. Mm. Me and Fergus actually kind of went in the opposite way in that regard. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of exploring the inner depths of the villains and um, Nate went into redemption. Redemption, you know, Fergus is just doing that whole, like, fist pump thing. Acting. Like, remember, acting, like, yeah, <laughs> the, the hand movement people do. But yes, people, so... Today we're going to be doing a review for Pussy Boots, The Last Wish. So obviously, in the UK, we got this a lot later than the US, which I still think is bullshit. It took me a while to get around to seeing the movie, so I didn't notice. But I would have also been annoyed that it wasn't universally released geographically. Well, the fact that this came out in the United States in December. Oh, wow, that's um, quite a big difference. And it came out in the UK in February, I want to say? Yeah... So that's quite frustrating. That is why. That, uh, yeah, it doesn't. I I don't know. It's not, I I don't know if there was like it was competing with something, but then again, it would have been competing with something internationally if it was trying to get out of the way of something. Or maybe there's a different edit for the UK and the US. That's what most like, you know. This was also released on digital on January 9th, January sixth, twenty twenty three. Only sixteen days after its theatrical release in America. Yeah. And yet, we're going to get into this, people. Uh, Basically, you either have to pay £20 in the UK to watch this movie on Amazon or somewhere like that, or, as Fergus did... At the cinema. 
Yeah, it's a pain. Or for all the lovely, lovely snacks as well. Yeah, it wasn't the cheapest way to see it, but um, we had a fun time. It was good. It was very. It's an enjoyable movie, and um, unless that doesn't reflect into your review as much as I hope is interpreting. Like. Uh, I yes, it, it gives it points. Okay, so the food, watching the cinema, watching the film in the cinema gives this film points unto itself. But also might lose at points because I noticed things that we'll, we'll get we'll get into further discussion there. Okay, people. So as you know, with NMI, when you need more info, what we like to do is we like to give you a nice, lovely review section and then a uh, spoiler closed section at the end, which we will actually warn you about when we go into it. So mm. the plan is now. So we're going into the review section, give our initial interpretations of the movie and uh, how we actually felt about it. Obviously, mm. we both saw this and um, quite enjoyed it. Well, I quite enjoy it myself we'll get focused interpretation in the second uh watching this at the cinema was very interesting uh it was uh, very good to say the least but i think i'm gonna hand over to fergus first because i've been in our discord group fergus gave us a little peek into his opinion for the movie and i've been this was like mm. at the weekend now we're like we've been thinking where fergus is going with this movie so i think initial impressions of the movie i'm gonna hand over to you now it was okay. I was there def- it is. I there was hoping is. for better. Um, so if you'd see, listen to our previous episode, there was a certain villain who's getting certain hype on the internet, and those edits were better than the how the villain actually came across in the actual movie. Um, I think a lot of the characters weren't given enough time to breathe. Um, three major villains or groups of villains going after the hero in what is a relatively short movie and to give Puss and his love interest, again, enough time to breathe. I don't think there was uh, enough time for the characters to properly breathe in terms of story development. There was a lot of, ha-ha, now this is a thing, ha-ha, now this is a thing, and nothing really ever had a lot of impact. Like, I think it could have done if it had given... I don't know, removed one of the villains or concentrated more on one of the villains or one of the main story arcs. Um, Animation-wise, stylistically good, interesting. Um, I'm concerned that the frame rate... This seems a weird thing to be talking about for a film... But the frame rates of certain larger background action sequences seemed weirdly low. Like, you could see them, like, jolt move. So I don't know if the... It was strange. Like, you you normally go into a CG movie, um, you know, kind of expecting well-animated, smooth-animated. But it kind of felt like they were trying to... I don't know what they were trying to do. If it was deliberate or... I don't know, it just drew my attention to something that was very strange. Um, it kind of got... Very, it was very noticeable um, watching in the cinema because, you know, everything's larger than life. Yeah, we're looking at the battle between uh, Puss and the giant. I think the, some of the giant in the background sequences are quite noticeable and just the lack of frames there. I think it's a stylistic choice they're trying to take because obviously Into the Spider-Verse is sort of like taking this whole approach now of uh, like animation style change. Because have you seen the new TMNT trailer yet? Yes, it's sim- It's more, more this. 
Yeah. I, I do like the comedic aspect of like, you know, as we're watching the scene now, like getting launched into the air via strings on a, you know, a double bass and everything. Yeah. Well, you see what I mean with the the movement of the giant? He looks a bit I get strange. it. No, I get it. I get it entirely. Um, like, yeah. do, you see, do you see what I mean on an audio podcast, people? But obviously, you know, for myself, yeah, I don't. We're, tell you we're watching Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Who's Your Favourite Fearless Hero Extended Preview Universal's All Access trailer. So, yeah, if you want to just sync up now, people, uh, you know, as he, as he, I'm not going to lie, that, that oh, not, not my microphone there. The bit where he drinks the cat, the, the espresso, and he goes into, like, wild cat mode is quite funny. Yeah. Also, as watching the trailer, there's a very Attack on Titan moment, which I thought is brilliant for the movie. Like, mm. how, how it goes into that. We're literally looking at seeing the uh, Pussy Boots trying to avoid a, a bell now, and that's this is literally Attack on Titan. Yeah, I think it's hard to avoid attack on titan when you do anything involving giants now that is quite funny to be honest how like that that's it's it's gone that way but no um when it comes to this film myself i actually i, I enjoyed it quite a bit i do understand where you're coming from in regards to like certain plot narratives could have been maybe like extended or maybe just removed entirely uh i think when it comes to um the length of the movie i don't i don't think you you want to extend this movie further because it is like an hour and 42 minutes runtime. Mm. Now, for a, ch- for a children's movie, which this mm. is, yeah. you don't really want to make an animated movie over three two hours, hours three no. hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think Into the Spider-Verse is probably, like, at least an hour and 45, so you could mm. cry, maybe almost two hours. That's okay. Yeah. But with Puss in Boots, because obviously it's been a while since the previous movie, to be honest. So It has, yes. I don't even remember watching the previous one in the cinema. 2011. Gosh. I, I don't I don't actually remember this as well. And the funny thing is, though, people, you don't actually, like, going into this film, let's say, you know, in the initial review section, you don't have to have seen the previous movie. No, I didn't remember the previous movie at all going into Even this. Even though they make references to it. Yeah. But it's it's sort of like that approach where, like, you know, in those those films where you you hear the references but you you and you you if you know them you know them if you don't you don't it doesn't really matter yeah. which i think work, works really well to be honest mm. but yeah going off this i, I love the characters in this movie and tony Banderas as puss in boots he's just captivating as you know so oh, sorry 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 captivating, captivating. yes and um you very know, much makes it yeah summer hayek is great in the movie as kitty soft paws Harvey uh, uh, Gillen, I think that's how you pronounce his name, from what we do in the shadows and everything, as a uh, uh, perito, perito. Right. He yeah. um, he's really good in the movie as like the yeah. the the friendly naive therapy dog, which was very charming. Yeah, it's it's um it's him that kind of uh, pushes the story along. Otherwise, everyone would just be standing around arguing about nonsensical stuff. Yeah, no, I totally get it. So. Going into the villains of the movie, how did you uh, feel about? Obviously, we discussed this in the reviews. Sorry, in the uh, villains episode. How did you feel yes. about John Mulaney as Big Jack Horner? Uh, very good. Um, needed a lot more breathing room to kind of solidify himself as the villain. Like there was a bit of backstory, and oh no, suddenly he's got lots of magical items, and oh now he's just going to do. Just get the ultimate magical item because magic's important to him, I guess. Like, I think a bit more explanation about why he feels magical items are the answer would have contextualized things a bit more. Um, frankly, he deserves his own own series. 
I think, in his collection of magical items, but refer to previous episode for more on that. Um, voice acting, good. Character, good. Uh, just not enough space to breathe, really. No, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I think um, also having, like, for such a big, imposing character, having John Mulaney's voice was a good acting like a good voice acting like uh direction mm. in my opinion like usually with these type of characters like they usually have like a like a more gruff type voice and everything but yeah having like a really nasally voice up here yeah kind of adds to the whole traumatic geeky childhood grown up into villain sort of story i think otherwise it, he's not he's he's not a brute he's you know everyone else and magical items do his dirty work not him i mean i love the fact here like his henchman i didn't even know i I don't know if they say in the movie i can't remember they call they're called the baker's dozen yeah it's great that's great i was actually referenced in the movie (laughs) yeah i don't even remember very briefly someone the baker's dozen and there's a brief again just it's all too brief oh it's it's funny with those characters some things that happen to those characters is quite funny to be honest yeah we'll get into the spoiler (laughs) section to be it has to be said in the spoiler section but yeah obviously summer hayek as kitty softballs as you mentioned uh, going on to like we'll finish we'll finish off with the big bad at the end. Um, Florence Pugh as Goldilocks, Olivia Coleman as Mama Bear, Ray Winston as Papa Bear, and Samson Ko as Baby Bear. So Samson Ko, I don't really mm. know that much of, but uh, he's also been in our Flags Mean Death. So oh okay, like, so he's uh, yeah. So that's that sort of crew. But mm. yeah, how did you, how did you feel about the uh, Goldilocks uh, and the Free Bears? Uh, you were just too much for the movie, really. I don't know why they were included. A lot of people have critiqued Florence Pugh's voice acting in this movie, like her accent. Uh, trying to be wannabe London gangstery sort of thing, because, uh, yeah, it's Ray Winston as the Papa Bear, so it's, again, leaning into, like, you know, proper East London gruff gangster. But a lot of people said she had a bad British accent, and I'm like... It wasn't but, bright. But she's great. British you can still mess up a british accent <laughs> i mean it wasn't american it was just not good no i get that yeah you are definitely right um i liked her in the movie i, I liked her narrative pathway i think it was a very you saw that you saw the narrative coming i would say for her character yeah again just didn't have enough development she just sort of switched and was like oh my wish no longer matters that's that's it and there was just no development between anyone I did enjoy Olivia Coleman and uh, Ray Winston as their mother and papa bear, though. I thought they were yeah. funny, like, for what they had, basically, in the movie. Yeah, again, I kind of feel like they're there for poster bait fodder. Well, I think I think they had like a good paternal like relationship with you know Godlocks in the movie. I think I think it, I think it came yeah. across well for we're we're adults watching this movie. Yeah, for a kid, true. We like you know we have true. to like interpret it that way. It was very cookie cutter, paint by numbers sort of. Thingy. Yes, I will say yeah. with those characters, like it, it was, it was served perfectly well, but it, it did have a simple aspect to it, like mm. the interpretation of how uh, basically, like this would play out for like this family. You could probably guess as it goes through the movie, but we'll, mm. we'll, we will continue on. So, the main person I want to talk about now at the end is Wagner Moreau. I hope I pronounced his name correctly as the Wolf. Yeah. Um, as a character, very good. Voice acted very well. Again, not given enough time to, you know, really teach Puss the lessons that he was there to do. He just sort of appeared and like, ah, oh, I'm scary. 
and Puss runs away, and that was kind of the be-all and end-all of it, really. I mean, true, but I think the character is quite intimidating throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, when he appears... It's pretty like, scary. Yeah. yeah, for a kid, like, he can be mm. pretty scary, to be honest. And um, we'll get into more of his character, and I think his character's more probably the best discussed in the spoiler section, to be honest. Mm. But I did not know the guy voicing him was there who played Pablo Escobar in the Narcos TV show. Oh, I've not seen it. I've heard Narcos is brilliant. And also yeah. I love the fact that Pedro Pascal is also in that. So mm. more love for the uh, the daddy of the uh, internet right now. Mm. Uh, so obviously with this movie, I think the pacing, like Fergus has basically said that the pacing didn't work that well for you. No, no, not really. It needed it's, yeah, a bit more breathing room. Um, See, for me, I actually think it were. I think it flowed quite well. I think the initial introduction of Puss in the movie, like, you know, what his current standing in the world, like how he's just, like, roaming the world and everything, and then to his his downfall, essentially, mm. of the character, and then his, his redemption yeah. arc, I think works quite... I think, I think for him specifically, it works out quite well. Yeah, it's quite interesting um, going from, you know, living celebrity life to having to be a normie, not so normie. We'll probably get into this in the spoiler section specifically, but there's a certain scene in the movie that plays out. Mm. And a lot of people have praised the action that occurs. You probably know what I'm going on about. And um, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to mime now, basically. I'm not getting it. So uh, basically, I'm, I'm going to type up on the screen, people, so we, we will talk about it in the, um, in the oh. spoiler section. But, um, yeah, I don't really know enough about it to comment. I so I have really. had one of those. And mm. it is very similar. Yeah. And I can say, we're doing this talk about the spoiler section, it was very done, done very well, and a lot of people critique that specifically well. Mm. Now, going off the animation for myself, I actually really enjoyed the animation for this movie. Mm. I do agree with you on, like, when it comes to the fighting scenes, how it does switch frame rate, and the animation style does become more cartoon-esque. Yeah. Which I think's there on purpose, because obviously, you know, cats are meant to be, like, more agile and, like, very quick and, like, very mm. fast-paced and everything. Now, if they went the opposite room and made it high frame rate, mm. possibly that could have been interesting, like an interpretation of that, but... Yeah, it's stuck to a normal film standard frame rate, you know? I don't know. I think it worked quite know. well for the giant scene, though. The problem is that I don't... Mm. I think that's the best... That's the best... Well, actually, until Fight movie I did enjoy. I think that's a very good representation of the fighting, the animation style of this movie, because also in mm. daylight as well, it works very well also. Uh, so this movie actually did very well at the box office, to be honest, because it was made for ninety million, right? And it's made four hundred fifty-eight million. Well, that did well, didn't it? So obviously, you know, this is a sequel to the uh, two thousand and eleven movie, mm. and uh, I did not know this, but Guillermo del Toro was a producer on the um, was an executive producer. Uh, share plans to so this is from Wikipedia people. Plans for a sequel to Pussy Boots began in 2012 when executive mm. producer Gilmore Toy Show plans to take Titch character on an adventure to an exotic locale. Obviously, this, you know, went development hell for ages. And obviously, it does reference here into the Spider-Verse, but also, it took interpretation, drew inspiration from the good, the bad, the ugly, which I can definitely see mm. for a couple of these characters in the movie. Yeah. But I can say from the get-go, you do not see any of the other, like shrek characters in this movie really at all it's all it's all it's all about puss in boots really it's all about puss in boots apart from a brief flashback where you see shrek and donkey do you yep very very brief yes you do like and also seconds you do, you do see gingerbread man as well very yeah. briefly as well uh i can say that i definitely think this deserves the animation 
uh, obviously, you know, this is at the Academy Awards for the animation. Mm. Uh, who's it going up against, though, this year? There's the question, because that could be very interesting to see who wins. So it's going up against... Oh, okay, and this is going to be interesting. It's going up against Turning Red, mm. uh, which is the Disney movie about um, the girl who turns the into red the red panda, panda bear. Yeah. The Sea Beast. Rubbish. You didn't like it? No. Okay, interesting. Puss in Boots. Marcel, mm. the show with shoes on. Mm. It's about a little shell in the real world. Mm. Yeah, and then Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Guaranteed win 100% of the Oscars. Yeah, Del Toro's going to win. Del Toro's going to win Pinocchio. And I believe yeah. he wants to do more in this um, world now, actually. Okay. But going back to Puss in Boots, yeah. though, I, I, I think Puss in Boots, for its animation stuff, could be in for a draw. You know, I think it could if Del Toro's Pinocchio wasn't there. It would yeah. probably be. Yeah, it's good, but it's not something special. No, I I do Well, I, yeah. I don't think it's nothing special not because we've had... Um, We've had movies now like Into the Spider-Verse come out now which show that style. And also we're just looking mm. at like what one of the BAFTAs and um, Pinocchio did win the BAFTA. So yeah. that's going to be interesting because usually at the BAFTAs, the opposite, another film usually wins They do regard. try and pick something different, don't they? Yes. Yeah. But we'll see it. Going, we'll just have a look at the other two quickly. Mm. So, but when it comes to this though... Do you think it has any chance of winning Pinocchio's there, or is the fact that you just went 100% chance of not winning at all? Mm, I'd be very surprised if it does win against Pinocchio, despite having Pinocchio in it. That is very, very Both true. Both of them have Pinocchio in. I, to- um, I totally forgot that he, he is actually in the movie. Oh my god, yeah. Pinocchio has basically cleaned up every award section, basically. Yeah. It's got a new Critics' Choice Award. You've got to bear in mind it, that Puss in Boots is effectively a Shrek franchise movie as well. I don't which think gives I should it go some... against it, though, to be honest. Shrek splits opinion. Um... Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I will say, though, very, very brief thing. Um, if Avatar does not win the best visual effects for a movie at the Oscars... Lol. That would be absolutely... Also, another tangent, James Cameron mm. needs to stop stealing Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's... Did you read the news for that? Uh, you've Yeah, I, you know, if there's another news story, I've not seen it. He but... might be in... He, I, I don't know if this is fully confirmed. He might be introducing a wind tribe. I smell a lawsuit. I just, I don't know how that plays out, to be honest. No, someone, has got to be sitting someone there. But does that mean the Na'vi that we first saw in the movie are the Earth tribe? I guess so, because they're the, or the, the, yeah, I guess they would be. Are they all going to get arrows on their head and start riding, buff, riding buffaloes? I mean, have you seen the second movie yet? No. The Avatar is technically in that movie already. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's. Oh, it's actually no. It's coming to Disney Plus mm. on, um, on, on, on demand at least on February twenty eighth. Okay. Or, or, or no, March twenty eighth. Yeah. So in a few weeks' time, I believe. So I'm just going to. I just want to get my uh, things correct here. Uh, so VOD for Avatar two is release date revealed. It is on March twenty eighth. Cool. Uh, so yeah. So obviously, um, I'm wondering how long it would take to come to streaming though, because it doesn't include a Disney Plus or Blu Ray release yet. It's only. A VOD, so that means it's probably going to cost 20 quid to watch this. Oh, no. No. <sighs> just, Not my small TV, anyway. Maybe we'll have to have a big film night, see someone, someone's got a 4K projector. I, 
I don't have the burning desire to go out my way and watch Avatar. Really, it was actually. Do you know? I actually really enjoyed it, to be honest. But so right. Back to puss. Back to puss in boots. Right. So. I actually really enjoyed how basically this movie... I, f- I think the conclusion of this movie worked out quite well. It was very... You could see where it was going. Uh, I, I will say... Uh, the backstory for P- Perito was very depressing. Yes. The fact he's not conscious of it. I, I... Yeah. 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 He should have been given a wish. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Maybe... Maybe don't maybe don't say too much there. Who got the wish? Actually, no, that is end. that is very very true. Though. That is very very true. But no, so obviously you know, um, I I don't know. Like at the end of the day, I really enjoy this movie for myself. Like I really enjoy the animation style. I really enjoy the narrative. I can say you know I'm trying to t- I'm trying to take the perspective of basically, you know, it's this isn't this isn't an adult animation movie. This is a movie for younger people. To be yeah. enjoyed by everyone. Yeah, I again would say that the good animated movies aimed at young people have enough material for the adults. Yes, no, I do agree. Um, As I Disney's don't, entire catalogue. Yeah, I don't think they take quite enough. Really. Okay, then, right. There's so, not much in it, but um, yeah. So let's. Uh, so obviously, we've pretty much done. The, I think. I think we've pretty much done the entire like characters narrative. Um, like plot driving everything, animation. So. We've pretty much covered everything to be honest in the review. So that's actually quite good to be honest. Yeah. So okay, yeah. with that in mind though, mm. okay, drum roll, people. Uh, Fergus, what rating do you give Puss in Boots: The Last Wish? It's quite hard. I mean, it's quite enjoyable, but it has a lot of issues, and I kind of wanted it to be better. So we're kind uh, high five. High five. Yeah, sadly. You're not going to go for the classic Fergus six? It could be a six. Um, Can we tempt him, people? It's, it's again, all right, well, should we do six then? Good old roundup. Round, I'm making, round I'm making you a six. t-shirt. You're just holding it's it a like six. a cartoon six. Like, <laughs> like, and then you just got Ant-Man in the background trying to look nice with it. It's fucking four. It was terrible. Everyone agrees it was terrible. I don't agree with you. <laughs> I don't agree with you in the slightest. Uh, but that's just me because I'm trying to be positive in that regard. <laughs> Myself, um, so I'm kind of stuck to be honest because I really did enjoy the animation and the narrative for what it was. Mm. And I'm trying to look back on, like, I gave the Batman a nine. And mm. I know you definitely didn't. Um, I gave Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania a seven. Mm. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to give this an eight. Okay. Because I did really, I did actually enjoy this more than Ant- uh, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because I mm. think, for one thing, the pace. I think the pace was quicker. Yes. Interesting, it was quicker, but Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania had a similar pace. But this was done better. Yeah, there was not quite more... <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Like, there was more landing p- pads for things that are happening that you can kind of contextualise with Puss in Boots than with Ant-Man. Yes, no, I uh, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So, right, so that's an eight for me and a six for Fergus. So, this solid does seven. round out to, yeah, solid seven. Yeah. I think that sounds, that's a, sounds right. Yeah. Still a good score. Yeah. Seven is still a good score. Yeah. And um, once this is properly on, I think once this is on properly streaming services, this could get actually a lot of numbers. 
Uh, yes, I think anything Shrek these days has You does say that, well. anything Shrek. It's been quite a while since we had a last Shrek movie. You know there's a uh, London South Bank, there's a uh, Shrek land. Like, it's taken over the arcade. So people will visit Shrek land as a tourist attraction over going to play arcade games. So Shrek is literally life now. For some people, yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a, I, it's, I know it's a meme and a joke on the internet, but some people really do live and die by it. I mean, each to their own at the end of the day, each yeah. to their own at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think it's time that we get into the spoiler section for this podcast. So, mm. obviously, you have now got five seconds to know if you go watch the film and come back and listen to our little spoiler section. But you have five, four, three, two, one. So, Fergus, mm. Wolf. Yeah. Did you like the reveal of the character? Uh... I think I kind of already knew he was gonna he was death. I didn't at first. I um, just thought he was like a like a really creepy character. Like he's obviously yeah. the big bad wolf with Goldilocks and everything and like Yeah. I, I expected to see Red Riding Hood at one point. Yeah. Um, he, it would have been what? very creepy though if he was wearing a red hood. I thought it would have thrown everything way off. But that'd be very yeah. Could give but very it wasn't dark. anything to do with um, Red Riding Hood, who is a canonical character in the Shrek verse. True. Oh yeah, that is true. I, totally and I think there is that. a Grandma Wolf in Shrek as well. So if you're keeping to Shrek lore, it doesn't work. I did love the idea of basically though, like he's been there every time Puss has died. Because he's yes. deaf. He is deaf people. Yes, and Puss has not noticed him until now because he's now on his last life. And I love how, like, you know, towards the end of the movie when they're in the final battle, mm. Wolf goes, I've come for a cocky, arrogant character. Yeah, I find this a bit strange. Like, why... Why does death... Okay, so you got to... In the world, you've got to assume that death is playing by the same rules that he plays by everyone else, generally speaking, as to wait until they're dead. Why is he decided to break his one and only true rule to terrorise someone who's being a bit of a celebrity ass? I, I think that's exactly that. It's, it's, sort, being, it's like, sort of like the it's sort of like the karma basis of like he beca- so there are a couple of okay right I will say though each of Puss's deaths there are a couple of which are fucking the shellfish death is hilarious <laughs> he just doesn't care I think is what that comes and that's why I think it, that's why I think it is I think he's had enough of this character mm. wasting his lives like he's like I just don't want to fuck it yeah well, that's his business there's no need for him to intervene he's just going to waste the next one and he'll just see him on the other side but I think it's the arrogancy of the character there I think it's the arrogancy that, that pisses him off but then that shouldn't really like you've got to death is ever present in literally every person in the entire Shrek verse. So there are much worse characters like Lord Farquaad being an absolute ass. Why is death there? He does mention death. He does mention... Some of you will die, but that's a sacrifice I am willing to make. Yeah, but it just doesn't... I don't know. I don't feel it works particularly well. I do love the aspect of the movie where Puss is fucking terrified of him. Yeah, like, that's understandable. Like, you know, it's that whistle. That whistle yeah, is... Could, yeah. Could have been very effective. Wasn't very massively effective because it wasn't played on. More as kind of like the big threat because you've got all the other villains who are kind of... Yeah, I do think you know, they... Like, I think the problem is like... 
Godlocks and the Free Bears, I think if you had a twist in the ending for them, because obviously the thing for Godlocks in this movie is basically she is trying to get her wish to wish for her family that she never had because she's an orphan. That's that's the plot twist in this movie, which I actually didn't. Yeah. I never thought about that before. Like, she probably would have maybe been an orphan in the original. She wasn't just a girl that's ran off, basically. Uh, I'm pretty sure she gets eaten in the original fairy tale. Oh, that was a grim. It was a grim. Probably <laughs> grim tale. I think so. I think most of them with are... honey. Like probably. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> the grim book. Right? I, I've read in some interpretations. Oh Jesus Christ! Like yeah, they're this, not, they're pretty gory. The Cinderella one is like fucked up for the stepsisters. I don't. I probably have read it. I don't remember it. I believe they try to they actually break their feet trying to get into oh, their shoe, that. Like, or they cut their feet. God, at the, this point, that sort of thing seems relatively normal. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd love to see a Brothers Grimm anime ad- animation adaptations. So I've seen the original versions of these. The original it would probably fuck. Though to be fair, yeah, like, you could probably see some parent accidentally purchasing the wrong version one day and putting this interpretation on fucking up a lot of. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got to bear in mind that these folk, these tales have become popular through parents telling their children. True, them. but also you don't really want to see, you know, let's say, you know, Godlocks getting mauled by bears when she goes into a house when you're a little kid. Oh, you've got to bear in mind that they're all kind of mor- uh, moral sorry. tales, like avoid the woods, otherwise you'll get mauled by a bear. Sorry, I just I just realised a bear, bear in mind is just... Maybe giggle a little bit, to be honest. Focus like, for fuck's sake, nay. Stick, 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 stick to the thing. No, so, you know, I loved the final fight between these two characters. I thought it was visually great. Like, I think it could have yeah. gone on a bit longer. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't last enough. Wasn't really, again, lacking payoff. I did like how he's like, pick up your sword. Like, he's like, okay, let, let's, let's fucking do this. Like, let's... So he wants him to become the hero now? Or... Yeah, I don't know. Well, it does tell him he'll be back. Yeah, because he's on his last life and he... Oh, yeah, we're in the spoiler section. Doesn't wish for any more lives. Yeah, he break. Yeah, because he, um, he, he gives it to the, Jack... Um, well, Jack Corner steals it and then... And then Jeremy Cricket. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Fucking Cricket. Like, that's quite hilarious. Like, yeah. Trying try, try to, like, convince Jack Corner to be a good person. Jack Corner is just, just like, no, I'm a fucking dick. I don't give a damn. Yeah, no, that was that was one of the best scenes. Like, confronting Jack Corner with Jeremy Cricket is genius. Well, that is showing the Baker's dozens who are just, like, getting killed off scene as oh, well. Like, yeah, he just does not care about people at all. <laughs> wow. I mean, the Midas touch, I thought, was quite funny in the beginning. Like, yeah. Like, he's... Yeah. I promise you, you're waiting gold. Just go spend your friend. I mean, that's, that's kind of fucked up, though, to be honest. Like... Yeah. Yeah. So going back to you know linking this to the original possibly to movie though because obviously it does say about the whole Kitty Softpaws who's played by Summer Hayek like there was a mm. girl get married and then um you know they didn't but she does say in the movie that she didn't turn up either yeah because she didn't wasn't because of Puss's super arrogant I'm a celebrity thing do you think she could so I I, mean, I interpret this a bit differently though because mm. she says this after she notices the whole like terrified um, aspect of him like to put his mind at ease a bit exactly maybe maybe i ugh. i think we can get into that very briefly though like how possibly has a panic attack in this movie yeah 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 and he properly like goes off on granted panic attacks usually last much longer but this is an animated movie so you can't do that but yeah. 
you know, I've been in a situation where the world blurs, the sound gets muffled and everything, you sweating, terrified, breathing heavily. Mm. And it takes one thing to calm you down. It could take one thing to calm you down. I loved how uh, uh, Perito was yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So Perito does kind of bind the whole story together and is kind of, is say, um, the comforting factor for Puss for to allow Puss to be... I mean, especially since, yeah. as we could talk about in the spoiler section, Perito's child, like, that was fucked up. Yes. Um... He's living in the sock that he's thrown into the water. Yes. Yes. And he's interpreted it as a game of hide and seek. They literally said in a kid's film they tried to drown a dog. Yeah, but like 101 Dalmatians is basically that. True. True. Trying to turn dogs into fur coats. Yeah. That is very, very true. You know. You don't very hear often about trying to drown a dog, though. Like... Uh... Aristocats, I'm pretty sure they get attempted to be drowned at one point. Uh, pass it. Oh, it's been many years since I watched that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, you could have, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to lean too much more into his backstory. I do have a question though. Mm. So I was thinking about the, uh, the character of Mama Luna, who's the elderly cat lady. In the movie. Oh, yeah. What is going on in this world? I have to ask this question now. Yeah. How can Puss, can, Puss and Kitty Soft Paws can talk? Yes. But the other cats don't. Magic. That's, that's one. It's like, oh, that, like... It is a bit, again, yeah, a bit strange. Um, it's kind of just... It, it's, it's, weird. It's, it's funny how he just gives up in the end. Like, he's just like... Well, it's a good hiding spot. And... Um, I think everyone does genuinely believe that he is dead because the persona of him is dead and that's all he was. Yeah, no, totally agree with so that. So he's just a cat with a beard. How did we... So, obviously, you know, how did you feel about the map sequence? Like, the map interpreting different worlds? Interesting. I would have liked to have seen more people use the map. Um, like, more of the villains, each of the bears, Goldilocks, Jack Horner. That's a lot of animation, yeah. though. There's a lot of animation. Yeah. Again, it needs to be just bigger. I mean, I love the fact that Perito had like, the nice, innocent world. But even in that world, if you didn't act in a certain way... Yeah, oh, yeah. There had to be challenges and people had to have their attitudes changed. And that's the whole point of fairy tale land. Yeah, really. and, uh, and I loved... Um... I love the song, like, you know, like, you know, Shrek, you know, I was about to say Shrek, Puss in Boots has the song, you know, who's your favourite fearless hero? I actually did quite like that song in the movie. And then it comes mm. back into play later where obviously he's, um, the reflections of himself and his past selves and everything, how he doesn't want to be there anymore. And then Death mm. appears to talk about, to actually reintroduce himself properly. But I, um, just, I just think like, where could this franchise go? Because obviously at the end of this movie, he goes back to uh, Faraway Land. He does, yes. Um, so I'm assuming he... I was going to say he hooks up back with Shrek, but are they actually going to make any more Shrek movies? I mean, there is rumblings that there could be. But also, how do you how do you go with the animation style going forward? Because... I think it goes back to standard Shrek. Ah, uh, you can't do that, I don't think. I think if you're going to do it, just stick to this art style. I think mm. one, of the main, one, of the main crit- one of the main praises of the movie was the art style. And also, this sort of art style is probably cheaper to do than full, like, 3D animation. Yeah, but In it's a way. Shrek movie. They've made billions. They can afford it. Yeah, but when we got to Shrek, 5, Shrek 4, 
Like it keeps going. As I say, there is literally half of London South Bank is Shrek land. True. There's no sh- no stopping Shrek. I mean, to be fair, Shrek did get a, you know star in the Hall, Hall of Fame. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I just I generally think that like how going forwards that the animation style should be different, and I'm just wondering how you take. Puss in Boots back into that because I think Puss in Boots has become such a character into his own right. Do you have like the the Shrek verse of movies now? Do you have like the Puss in Boots movie continuing and no. they go back into Shrek and everything, or just merge them again? No, it all has to be part of a self self contained canon. Kind of so does it just universe. forget about Puss in Boots and the main character now, or and then just go back to Shrek? Uh, I assume so. Because I think Shrek, unless you do about his kids in the next film. Oh, maybe. Um, not as far as I'm aware, none of them have been specifically lined up to be Shrek, the next Shrek. And Shrek's oh, fairly unique in I terms thought, of his characterization. I just I thought a really dark, like dark oh, way of no. doing this. What? It's never going to be done. How Shrek and Fiona killed off with the other kids except one and Pussy Boots is the protector of this last Shrek character trying to get him Gosh. across the land. I mean, yeah. That's never going to fucking happen. No, it'll be um, and, uh, Arya Stark and the, the Hound, Hound yeah. sort of deal. Except, like, the Hound is, like, very Puss. tiny and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could work. I mean, that's sort of one way to go about it, to be honest. And then, obviously, you've got stuff like uh, Donkey's Kids as well. Yes. Oh, half Which I still don't know how the fuck that happened. Magic. Yes, that's what we tell children, Magic. <laughs> Like, it's how you get over plot holes in these worlds. But I, I, I'd love to see where this, ca- you know, this goes because obviously Perito's there now, and you've got this massive mm. like new character in this. Do you sideline that character? Like, I don't see Perito getting his own franchise. No, but I, I think no, he ain't gonna get his or own even a bit there. character in him. He might turn up as a reference. I don't. I think. I think that cat. Yeah, I guess his narrative's played out. I think so. I would. I would be quite hard to fit him in as a mainline, given that, again, Puss is a side character from the main trunk of the franchise, really. But if you think about the Shrek like universe now, the characters you really talk about most are Shrek and Puss in Boots. Even and Donkey. Donkey. Well, I don't know. Donkeys talk less about than Puss in Boots, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's been. I know there have been conversations about why Donkey doesn't have his own movie. I think there's reasons why for that. Yeah, I, I it'd be quite an annoying. Unless you make like a Beverly Hills style Donkey movie, like just any movie playing a, you know, like a parody version of like his character Axel Foley in real life as Donkey, because they do have a Hollywood in you know the far yeah. Away land and everything. And yeah, could do, could oh, do God. Day in the Life of Donkey. Or, you know, mm. Puss, Puss and Donkey did have that musical number for Living a Vida Loca. So, uh... Puss and Donkey musical tour. Yeah. Mm. I, I see, it's kind of kind of hard to fit a good narrative around. Exactly. Like, that, Sh- that's it? why Shrek fizzled, I think, and that's why they went on to Puss in Boots. Uh, so, unless you take another yeah. character. But what characters from the Shrek land could you possibly do? Well, you've got everyone from every fairy tale ever theoretically true so you could uh, you're not really set up i don't know i really don't know because also actually thinking about this 
Mama Bear, Papa Bear, and Baby Bear are in the Shrek verse as well, but not as those characters, because obviously there's that... Did you see that video about, like, how um, Mama Bear was... I think it was Mama Bear was killed in uh, Shrek 1. No, I so there's a that. there's a sequence in where like baby bear's being comforted, or it's like locked up and being comforted or something. Oh, and then you look at looking Farquad's uh, house and right. the bear rug. Oh, so this is step mama bear. Step mama bear, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I guess it must be. I mean, unless it's a different, like, there's like multiple baby mama bear, like because Goldilocks wasn't in. No, the so I guess that, yeah, they're the fake ones. No, it'd just be a stepmama. Stepmama bear. Jesus Only Christ. explanation. Jesus Christ, that's fucking hilarious. Stepmama bear. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm just wondering where the franchise could go next. To be honest, I just I don't generally know. more Shrek. I just, think it's just more Puss in Boots. Oh uh, yeah, but this it's made a... like five times its budget back. So it took twelve years for them to release it. True, but I think like finding their niche now works out better. And mind you, I guess if they already knew they were going back to the Shrek land at the end of that movie, they have some idea of where they're going. Yeah. Maybe it's Jack Horner. Jack. Honestly, he works as quite a good character to kind of visit all the niche corners of the Shrekverse. Go listen to our Go listen to our villains who deserve the franchise. Yeah, yeah. I think that might actually be the best option. Well, I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up there. So, mm. obviously, NMI, uh, Fergus gave this a 6, I give it an 8. We yeah. give it a 7 in general. So that's a 7 out of 10 for NMI stamp of approval as a good movie. Uh, we had a good, like, discussion section for this movie as well. A good 20 minutes, had longer than I expected for the spoiler section. Uh, so, yeah, um, on that note, if you've got any questions, queries, or compliments, you know, did you like Puss in Boots The Last Wish? Did you not? Did you... Did you absolutely love this movie? Or did you hate this movie more? You know, did you give it a 2 out of 10 or something? Please explain why in an email to us at nmipodcastoutlook.com. That's nmipodcastoutlook.com. Uh, you know, obviously find our socials on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, sorry, Twitter and Instagram at nmicasta. Bit of a brain fart there. Uh, obviously, you know, if you've got any questions, queries, compliments, or maybe topic discussions that you want to have for us, you know... Um, is there any movies like animation style movies coming up they really looking forward to? The new TMNT Mutant Mayhem movie. How did you find that? Or also um, the Across the Spider-Verse movie that's coming out in June. You know, all these movies coming out because TMNT comes out in August. So all these lovely animation movies coming out this year with new animation styles, which is going to be really looking forward mm. to go to. But yeah, that's nmipodcast.com, nmipodcast.com, at nmicast. I've been your host, Nate. I want to thank Fergus again for joining me today. Thank you for having me once again. Thank you very much, everyone. Stay safe, everyone. Keep safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.